going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Mitchell Madness, and we've got two our two MLB experts, I would say, are in the building, and they're ready to give you the rundown on all things baseball. Uh, how you doing, Jack? I'm doing well. I'm very excited to be talking some baseball and baseball to be happening this week, right? Yeah, on Thursday, the 23rd. Yeah, we are five days away, so it's right around the corner. And making his return, we've got Mr. Alex Templin, our in-house MLB expert. How are you doing today, sir? Doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. And I'm super excited to just get baseball back on. Been waiting forever, it seems like. Yeah, finally. Yeah, so obviously this season is going to be a season like none other. Um, so many, I mean, different things that are happening this season that we're going to touch on in just a second here. Um, so, yeah, that's how we're going to go uh, – you know, through today's show, we're going to go over the changes that uh, the coronavirus has, you know, made the league alter. Um, there's quite, you know, there's like quite a few here that we're going to get into. And we're going to, you know, briefly touch upon on how that's going to impact the teams and the league and just everything, really, because it's just a little bit different this year. Um, and then after that, we're just going to go through the teams, uh, just similar to how we did last year for our MLB preview show. Um and, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the scheduling is different, too. We'll, we'll touch upon all of that um, in just a second here. So I'm going to go over – I'm just going to briefly read down the changes for this season, and then uh, Jack and Temp are going to, you know, give their thoughts on how that might affect the team. So the changes, there's quite a few here. So if you haven't heard this uh, when it came out about a couple weeks ago, I will uh, give you the rundown now. Obviously, the biggest change is the, the the MLB season is obviously typically 162 games, which is very long, and now it is only 60 games, so a, over 100 uh, less games for the teams just for this season. Uh, I mean, they may you know continue this, but there's going to be a DH in both the NL and the AL now just for this season, just to see how it is. Um, in extra innings. There's going to be a runner that starts on second base. Uh, and I know, I mean, I, you got, minor league teams did this. You know, I, I know when yep. we went to the game, uh, we went to a minor league game, Jack and I did, uh, I think two years ago. They, last they summer, this. yeah. Yeah, I don't know how long they've been doing it, but minor league's been doing it because no one really wants to hang around for, you know, 16-inning minor <laughs> league baseball games, I guess. Right. Yeah, so the, they start the extra innings with a runner on second base just to kind of – move things along and make it, I guess, more interesting and, you know, put in different scenarios and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, the rosters for the teams are going to start at 30, then they're going to go to 28, 26, and so forth every two weeks. However, each team is going to be allowed a taxi squad of 60 players that are eligible to play in any given game. I mean, that obviously makes a lot of sense with, uh, with the virus and whatnot. Um, there's going to be a pool of free agents that are available to be, that uh, that are going to be available to pick up in case of emergency, um, and there will be a special you know COVID-19 injury IL list. Um, that's a I said list twice IL injured um, list list. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so the scheduling I alluded to that earlier. There's going to be 10 games against the other four teams in your division. So that's 40 of the 60 games uh, within the division. So obviously the, the Pirates would play the Cubs, Cardinals, Brewers, and Reds. 
10 times each. And then the other games are going to be uh, divided between the, the, I'm butchering this, the division in the other leagues. So the NL East would play the AL East, Central, Central, West, West. And the thinking behind that was to reduce the amount of travel. And the trade deadline will be in about five or six weeks, which is August 31st. And I, that will probably be what, like 30, 35, 40 games into the season, probably, right? And uh, also, yeah, also yeah. very uneventful, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure there won't be much of that. I don't, I don't think anybody's going to give up a future piece uh, to trade them on this year for a big acquisition. Right. All right, so that's that's quite a few there, uh, rule changes. What are your guys' initial thoughts? How of, of what, what do you guys think will be the biggest impact and how will all of these, you know, shape how, shape how it goes down? Um, well, uh, you go. Okay. Yeah, go. Uh, yeah, just a few things I wanted to touch on. Uh, that The COVID IL, there's no timetable for that. Uh, it's not a set time. So I, I assume you would just need consecutive negative tests to return from that. Uh, the 60-day DL has been, or IL, has been reduced to 45 days, which is, I mean, that's 75% of the season if you're on that. Yeah. Um, and then you touched on the uh, the runner on second to start extras. Uh, Jack, I'm sure you want to touch on that a little too. I'll give my take. Uh, for this season, uh, you know, obviously they don't want they don't want these long extended games. Uh, there's a limited amount of off days this year, so they just want to get them over with. But I don't love the rule still. Uh, I think it's it's a little too gimmicky for my liking. I mean, a, a guy on second is I mean that's a a ball in play gets him to third, and then you got a man right. one out, and then another ball in play gets him home. It's just gonna it's just gonna the batter. Is gonna the leadoff batter is gonna bunt, get the runner to third, and then then they're gonna is gonna be an intentional walk to get to load the bases to have a force at every at, at every bag. That's just what's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, that's that is that's that it adds um, a lot of strategies. It adds and yeah, a lot, a lot of scenarios that could happen with that. But I would I would uh, I would have preferred this to just be a runner at first because that's I mean. Just putting a guy on second is just, just yeah already in scoring position. No, I totally I totally agree with you. Um, I guess I get it for the circumstances of the season. They don't want to prolong the games too much, but I mean I don't know. That's just not baseball to start a runner on second, have a runner in a scoring position. Like that just gives. I mean, both both teams do have get to bat, but like I don't know. It just gives too much an advantage. I feel like it's an even advantage, but whatever. You get, I guess you get what I mean. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And um, I don't know if you said it, but the, that runner will be the, the previous out uh, from the previous inning. Okay. I didn't know that. So, and then you said uh, what you said about, you know, an intentional walk to get the force out. That, I mean, the, I think you're going to see a lot of that. That's going to be one of the strategies that's added is say, um, you know, if you say you, you have your man on second to start and your leadoff, hits into a double play and then you have a, a short stop up next you know, fast maybe the fastest guy on the team up next that guy's getting intentionally walked so he reaches base and then you have him on first with two outs that's better than him being on second in the next inning True. no outs yeah 
You're right. Yeah. That adds a lot of strategy. And then um, also, I don't know if you said the three batter minimum, Mitchell, but uh, that's also enacted for this year. And, and that's another thing. Uh, first of all, I don't, I don't love, uh, but also adds a lot of strategy, you know, where we see the, the universal DH uh, in effect this year that, you know, the, the national league had, all the you can't just you know ditch your pitcher whenever and there's a lot of double switches or you know when are you going to pinch hit for your pitcher or are you going to keep your pitcher uh you know that gets rid of a lot of those strategies and i think the the runner on second to start extras while it's rare because it's an extras and the three batter minimum definitely add like some of these strategies that we've seen taken out uh with the university coming into effect yeah no, that's true. Um, what do you guys – I feel like I may have talked about this with Jack, you know, a while back. But, I mean, you guys think this is going to be more wide open now because it's 60 games? Like, do you think – like, I don't know. If a team typically would have gotten hot, like, in the beginning of the season with 60 games, like, what do you guys think? Do you think it's going to be more wide open? Do you think it'll – you know, the, the good teams will prevail? I think, uh, you know, you have your you have your obvious contenders, and they're, they're going to be there. Uh no matter what I think. And then, yeah, I think it is, I think it is a little more wide open, but uh, at the same time, you know, we're 60 game, 60 games compared to 162. So it might look like it's wide open, you know, coming down the stretch. If a team is, you know, if a team is five games back or if it's a regular season and a team is five games back and, you know, beginning of August or mid August, then, you know, they're in striking distance, but, the team is five games back, you know, halfway through this 60-game season, that, that's still a lot of ground to make up. And that's – I mean, the teams, the teams won't be separated by that much because it's so short. So I think it will appear as it's wide open. But uh, ultimately, I think, the, I think the best teams will just be right there. Uh, yeah, that's interesting uh, point to bring up. Uh, the Nationals last year, 60 games in, Actually, better than I thought. They're 27 and 33. Um, well, they did go on a win streak. But, I mean, it's just, it's just kind of crazy that, like, like 50 games in at least, the, they were 19 and 31, I remember. Yeah. So, yeah. like, yeah, it's just weird, you know. Like, I don't know. 60 games is just so short for baseball, obviously. Like, if that ha this happened last year, like, no one would be taught – like, the Nationals would be, like – could be, like, rebuilding after a 1931 win season, you know? Yeah. That Absolutely. Changes. Like, that – Yeah. They don't, they don't get talked about at all in that scenario. Yeah, like, Strasburg doesn't get paid. Um, who knows what happens with Rendon? He probably – I don't know. Probably would have been traded midseason. Uh, it's just a lot of things, yeah. Exactly. Um, last thing I wanted to discuss before we get into – uh, we talk about the divisions. I mean, I, I think, you know, back when they had preliminary talks of, you know, getting the season started, they were flirting with the idea of a bubble, you know, like going to like Florida and Arizona and just having like two hub cities there. And now they're not doing that. So do you guys think that's a good idea? I mean, do, do you think more players might test positive because of that? Or do you think that might not have no effect at all? Because it's sorry to cut you off. It's kind of like the, the NFL like I mean they're, they're the NFL is probably going to you know just play at their home stadiums um so I don't know like do you think that was bad uh for the virus even players will test positive what do you guys think about that I think that 
Um, I think a bubble is a better idea. And baseball, the way it's set up, they have the two spring training locations in Arizona and also in Florida. Like, it's set up to do it. Um, I think that would have been a better idea, like with the NBA, similar to what the NBA is doing. Because I think I do think that the NBA uh, bubble is the best idea, and I think if the MLB did something similar to that, that would have been best. Um, but the players' association and commissioner and ownership and whatnot—that that was a whole mess of negotiations. So they kind of ran out of time. They kind of threw this together. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I'm conf- I-, I do think that. Um, this will this will work out with no fans. I think baseball, the sport itself, like, yeah, it's not like, a, I mean, they're going to be close to each other, but it's not like football and basketball and even hockey too. Like, I feel like, I just feel like in those sports, they're like breathing on, like more in close contact with each other and more likely. I think baseball is different. I did see, I, I remember like a week ago or maybe a few weeks ago that, Hoskins, Reese Hoskins said that he may be wearing a mask like during, I don't know, maybe some players will do that. And honestly, in baseball, you could get away with like, you could do that. I don't know how necessary that is, but I mean, that that's basically like in baseball, you can get away with wearing a mask of some sort or face covering. Yeah, you're right. Um, So we are certainly not experts on viral uh, diseases. If yourself, I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> not going to sit here and say uh, like uh, more likely to test positive or not. Um, I think uh, you know basically what they're doing, playing in their home stadiums. Uh, you know that's the decision they came up with. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, so you know you just have to trust that they're following the, the right protocols. It seems like you know in this uh, spring training 2.0, if you will. Uh, they're testing every day. You have to get a temperature check just to get in the ballpark. So uh, basically, you know, we just have to trust that they're doing that properly. And, you know, all the players are doing their part. Everyone around them is doing their part. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, I mean, the the bubble, you know, bubble slash hub city idea would have been a lot more feasible with baseball because of the spring training uh, setup as opposed to football because football – I don't really know how that would really work with that, but um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess it got derailed with the the negotiations and that whole thing that happened a couple months ago. So they kind of ran out of time. Right. Well, and yeah, and uh, at, when they were talking, when they were talking about doing the bubble, you know, Arizona and Florida were like prime spots, and now they don't look so good in regards. That's true. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yes. Yeah, so in hindsight, it probably. Maybe it was a, a blessing in disguise that, that it didn't work out then. Um, all right. So let's get into it. We'll get in. Uh, what are we going to talk about first? Let's talk about, um, let's talk about the AL East. Okay. I don't know. It's the first one that came to mind. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, you know, I don't know. Who do you guys think the front runner is? You can just run wild with this. What are you, your whole thoughts on it? All right. So you go, Tim. Start us off. So, uh, obviously, you have a, a juggernaut at the at top of that division with the Yankees. Um, their key addition, they got their guy this offseason, Garrett Cole, $324 million contract. Um, they, they just have so much power in their lineup, uh, a great bullpen. 
uh, I would say the rotation, the rotation besides Cole is definitely serviceable. Uh, I would say average, maybe above average. Uh, but they're, they're, they have a lot of pitching depth and their whole team, they just have so depth, so much depth. Uh, you saw last year, you know, injuries, Stanton, Judge, and, you know, they just have guys coming up and filling in. And it's, it's like everybody can get hurt and they just have someone to come up to fill in those spots. I don't know how they do it, but uh, it's just the, the team, the teams with the depth like that, those are the teams. And I know it's, I know it's uh, not a marathon season, but right. you're still going to, you're still going to face, you know, inevitable injuries and the teams with the depth, uh, you know, really separate themselves. Yeah. And um I know Giancarlo Stan would not have been ready for opening day. Aaron Judge's health wasn't quite for opening day. I mean, back at the original opening day, which when it should have been in March slash April, but they're healthy now. Um, and if they're healthy, those are, that's a lot of power adding to this lineup. Um, I mean, yeah, you said it all. They got the depth um, and they just consistently match home runs. Uh, I'm not too high on this rotation outside of Cole. Um, I know, I guess their second best pitcher, their number two would be who, Tanaka or Paxton? Uh, Tanaka or Paxton, and then still have uh, Jay Happ. I don't know. I mean, Jay Happ's got to be, how old is he at this point? Um, he's, he's above 35. He's still, yeah. still, still a serviceable rotation guy, though. Yeah. Also, um, Tanaka, he had that injury that he'd suffered a hard line drive off his head from Stan. Yeah, that, that was bad. scary. Yeah. Um, I mean, he turned out to be all right. Um, he, I think, I believe he only had like a mild concussion. Um, I don't know how long he'll be out. Um, so I guess that's something to look at. But as there, I don't honestly don't know much about their bullpens in general. But I do know that the Yankees have one of the best bullpens um, and topped off by their cl- uh, one of the best closers, Aroldis Chapman, um, which a, a good bullpen is can put you above the rest of competition. I mean, and also their offense. Like, they're just I, – I think they're the, clearly the best team in baseball. And bullpen can also make up for that rotation too. It's good. True. Yeah, that's also true. You get, I mean, some of those starters like that we said are maybe average, serviceable. If you get four or five innings of those, you got, you know, Chad Green, Adam Ottavino, Zach Britton, and then obviously a role as Chapman. Like that's a, that's a very strong quartet there. What do you? How many wins? What do you think their record is? I think they go forty-five and fifteen. They're, wow. They're just. They're just they're just a powerhouse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything anything else on them? I got them at forty two and eighteen. I wonder what their win total is. I'm gonna check that real quick. But yeah, they're obviously a powerhouse and a clear World Series favorite, probably. Uh, yeah. They're they're pre- let's see the sports line projection only has them at thirty seven. I mean, I don't think they projected anyone too high. They didn't, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I I don't know who made this prediction that I saw, but I think – I was talking about it with Jack and Kieran the other day, but they uh, 
I think the, the highest one they, they did was like 36 or 37, and then the lowest is like 22. So it wasn't separated by that much. But, I mean, it'll be interesting to see the variance between the top teams and the lower teams. Right. Um, yeah. All right, moving on. What do you guys think about, I don't know, the rest of these teams? I know the, the Rays were obviously really good last year. Red Sox a little bit of a down year by their standards. What do you guys? Uh, yeah, I'd like to, like to touch on the Rays. I, uh, I have them behind the Yankees. Um, uh, a few additions for them. Hunter Renfro, uh, finally graduated Clemson, I guess. <laughs> Different Hunter Renfro. I get it. Jose Martinez, Manuel Margot, and, you know, those are Martinez. We'll see, probably see some first base, uh, DH time, and then those are those guys are all kind of third, fourth outfielders. Uh, they lost uh, Abisel Garcia, Tommy Pham, and reliever Emilio Pagan. Um, the Rays, the Rays will just continue their money ball approach, which is uh, well suited for a wild card spot, but uh, not exactly well suited for competing with the Yankees. Um, I think I think they have a great top of three in their rotation. Uh, with uh, Snell, Morton, Glasnow, and then, you know, still solid four and five guys, Yanni Chirinos, Ryan Yarbrough. Uh, yep. and, then, and then the bullpen, I think I would say the bullpen is uh, underrated, I guess. Not really any, you know, star-studded names in it, but uh, they they just, I don't know. The, the Rays always keep it simple, good pitching, manufacture runs, uh, don't really wow you with anything, but they find a way to win games. Um, yeah, I liked all that. Uh, they got uh, they did lose Travis Dardno. I don't know if you mentioned that. You said yeah, they lost Fam. Um, you also talked about their pitching. I mean the their trio of Morton, Snell, and Glassnell. Like that's probably a trio of pitchers that's second probably behind the Nationals. Like, it's right up there with them. Um, I know uh, Meadows tested positive recently, and I did you say that Glasnow did too or no? I heard that on the radio. I heard that on the radio. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't see a report, though. It might be that Pittsburgh radio. You don't know. Yeah, true. So, <laughs> I don't know how long Meadows is going to be out for. I don't know how recent his test was. I mean, I don't think he'd miss too much time because if he tested positive now, I mean, it, I feel like a, the standard yeah. is two weeks for this yeah. so let me let me interrupt real quick anyone yeah. like i'm i'm going with the assumption that uh like i don't know if we're really we, i don't think we have enough time to mention every everyone from every team that's tested positive but i'm yeah. i'm just going under the assumption that everybody on that covid list will be ready for either the start of the season or you know miss shortly miss. after yeah 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 uh, I don't think I have uh, much else to add to this um, for the Rays. Uh, what do you? What do you think? What's what record? What do you think? Thirty-eight and twenty-two. Thirty-eight. Wow, that's high. Um, I have them at thirty-four. Um, yeah, they're a solid team. I think they're yeah. just like they they did last year. They're gonna, yeah. I don't think they're... they won. They won ninety six games last year. So. Yeah, I mean, not not the most, not obviously not the most flashy team at all. But they uh, 
they did well. They had a very, like you said, 96 wins. Jack and I got to go to a Yankees-Rays game last year. It was very exciting. Um, yeah. What do you guys think about the, the Sox? Uh, they, they, what do you think about them? I think that they're in for a down year. Absolutely. Um, the biggest thing, they obviously lost uh, Mookie, Betts, and David Price in – their big trade. I mean, in the trade, they gained uh, Alex Verdugo from the Dodgers. Um, that seems like so long ago. It, it really <laughs> does. Um, but, yeah, uh, Mookie and – losing Mookie Betts and David Price, it's big. And also, they lose Chris Sale. They're clearly their best pitcher, their ace uh, for the season. Uh, I believe he has Tommy John. Am I, is that correct? Um, yes. Um I don't know if it was TJ, but, you know, something. something. One of them. Uh, yeah, that's also, a – Do you say Rick Purcello? Purcello yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's uh, – wait, did he go to the Mets? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, I think that they're going to be pretty hampered by lack of pitching. Uh, their, their opening day projected start, like, rotation is Nathan Avaldi, Martin Perez, Ryan Weber, and – Brian Johnson, which uh, of yes. those four, none of them had an ERA below five in 2019. And the five they or sixes. Yeah, they also have uh, Eduardo Rodriguez just tested positive for COVID. And yes, yeah, him, I was going to mention him too. Uh, Colin McHugh might be a back-end rotation guy for them. But, yeah, like that rotation does not does yeah. look too good. That's Yeah, that's pretty bad rotation. Their offense is – like solid still, the, led by Rafael Devers and Xander Bogarts. They still have a strong supporting cast. Obviously, I mentioned they added Verdugo, um, Ben Attendee, they have JD Martinez, Michael Chavis or Chavis. He was a rookie Chavis. last year. Um, those are so, I mean, that's a solid offense despite losing Mookie. Um, but I really do think they're going to be handicapped by their pitching. Yeah, I would say uh, if I could sum it up real quick. I would say they still still have a great lineup. Like you said, they're going to score runs. Um, the rotation is not good. The bullpen, aside from Brandon Workman, uh, very questionable. And uh, I would just say they had a terrible offseason. I mean, they chose to shed payroll instead of paying the second-best player in baseball. So that's all I really have to say about it. Record, what do you think? I give them a 32 and 28. I got them at 29 and 31. Yeah, wow. I, think, I, think they have, I think they hover around five. Wow, losing record for the Red Sox. Um, 30 seconds on the Blue Jays and Orioles. I'll give uh, you – You start. <laughs> okay, so uh, the Blue Jays, I would say this offseason was definitely uh, a turning point in their rebuild. Uh, you know, they've had a few down years since their uh, their playoff berths, and uh, I think 2015 or 2016 was the last one. Uh, they've been an obvious rebuilding club since then, but I would say it's really a turning point. Uh, they obviously signed uh, Hinjin Ryu, uh, Tanner Rourke, Travis Shaw. They lost Justin Smoke, but – uh, they were. This was like the first time in a while the Blue Jays have been had linked to uh, most of the high-profile free agents. You know, although they only signed Ryu, they were they were linked to about just, just about yeah. every free agent on the market. Uh, and they still they 
core. So they have many years to build this thing, uh, you know, put put other guys around that young core, Vlad Jr., uh, Kevin Biggio, and Bo Bichette. Uh, they're a couple years away, but um, I think it was a good offseason for him. And then uh, Orioles, nothing. Yeah, it's <laughs> I saw they had Jose Iglesias from the Reds. I mean, congrats. Uh, and John Means had a solid rookie season. Uh, that's it. And then, I mean, they can't catch a break. They lose Trey Mancini for this season. Uh, they made an him. offer to Puig. They did? Like uh, two weeks ago. They were the first team to offer. I mean, Good they just got to. Throwing their hat in the ring. Good they job. Gotta, they got to get get fans for some reason to watch. They want to add Puig there, but. I put the Blue Jays at 24 wins and the Orioles at 19. I didn't. Uh, I did not tally uh, win totals for those two clubs. I did. I mean, I just threw out numbers. Nice. But I, yeah, 19, 19 for Baltimore sounds about right, and then 20, 24 for the Jays. I think that's a generous 24, to be honest, for the Blue, Blue for the Jays. Jays. Yeah. Nah, I don't know. Hunter well, Ryu led an ERA last year in the INL. So, I mean, get, we'll give him 24. Yeah. I mean, they, they went 65, 67 and 95 last year. Um, but maybe they're, you know, looking to build upon that. I mean, All right. winning, winning 24 games this year is only, like, when like 65 in a regular season. Let's see. Still really bad. 24 divided by 60. It's 0.4 times one. So it's the same. Think, it's, yeah, it's like 65. You're right. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think 162 divided by 60 is 2.7. That's what I've been going off of. Yeah. Last year they went four. Their winning percentage was 414. And then if with 24, they'd be 416. So it's pretty much around the it's same. The same thing as Leah. Yeah, if you're, if you're 25 and 35 this year, like you're, you're bad. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, pretty mediocre. It yeah. doesn't look, it doesn't look awful, but it, it's bad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, extrapolated to, to 162 games, it probably wouldn't look too good. Right. All right, we'll move on to the NL East. Um, you know, we're just going to go, you know, we're going to go with the East and the East and the Central, Central, West, West. Uh, what do you guys think here? I mean, you know, they've a couple good teams here again. It's not the Marlins, but um, yeah, what do you guys think here? I want to kick uh, us off with the Braves. Yes. Yeah, sure. Um, last year I kind of I was a self a little bit of a Braves fan. Um, I think they're winning this division again. Again, Tim, where do you stand? I do not have them winning the division. Interesting. Okay. Debate. Keep going. Um, I think. Sorry, let me pull my notes again. They're the first team I did. Um. They lose Donaldson and Nick Markakis. I know Donaldson had a – as much as I don't like Donaldson, he had a great year last year, uh, 37 home runs, I believe. Uh, they did add Marcel Ozuna to the outfield, uh, so hopefully he can compensate uh, the power they lost in Donaldson. Um, they add – Cole Hamels, who he had a decent 2019 despite being – I mean, he's got to be like 35 or 6. What year? He's up there. Um, I mean, last year he put up a 3.81 ERA, uh, a 1.3 whip, nine K, over 9Ks per nine. Uh, it's decent. I mean, he's not asked to be their 
their ace by any means. The Mike Soroka had a great rookie campaign. I know he finished second in rookie of the year voting, I believe, last year. Um, so they have Soroka, Max Freed, Hamels, Fultonevich, and I'm blanking on the last one. John Newcomb, maybe. Yeah. Um, I also do like their bullpen. Uh, they still have Shane Green, who they traded for midseason last uh, – I think at the deadline last year. Yeah. Uh, Will Smith, who they also traded for. And our uh, uh, Pirate uh, Classic and Mark Melanson of the Shark. Um, so, I, I think that bullpen is solid. And I like the uh, – the rotation is decent. Um, but, again, they add Ozuna – um, I really do. I love Ronald Cooney Jr. And I think he can continue to improve and be one of the, I mean, I think he already is the, in the conversation of like top tier talent. And I think he could be, he's a good MVP candidate, MVP pick in the NL. Uh, Freddie Freeman is like super consistent. Um, I think he's going to continue what he does. Um, I have them at a 37 wins winning the division. Um, yeah, so I guess I'll give my take on the Braves now. Yeah. Uh, yeah I think you hit all the additions there. Uh, Lost Donaldson, Dallas Keuchel, uh, Julio Tehran. Uh Kekis was an opt-out. I don't know if you mentioned that. And then they yeah. also hired uh, Felix Hernandez, who is also – That's right. How could I forget? Yeah. Um, the rotation is above average. Uh, Soroka, obviously, great year last year as a rookie. Uh, Max Fried's a good young guy. Uh, I'm interested to see what they're – well, Hamill, Hamels is uh, – he's currently injured. I don't know if he's on the IL, but he was having some shoulder discomfort. I'm not sure if he's going to be ready to start the year. Uh, and then back into that rotation, uh, Fulton Nevich, uh, and Sean Newcomb, kind of question marks for me. Uh, and then I don't, I don't think they have a whole lot of, you know, starting depth, but I think the bullpen bullpen looks very good to me. Uh, you know, like you said, Melanson is the closer, signed Will Smith, retained Shane Green. Well, I don't know if they, re I don't know if they had to resign him, but uh, and then Darren O'Day. Uh, and then the line, the lineup is strong and deep. Uh, Headlined obviously by Freddie Freeman, Acuna Jr., Ozzy Albies, uh, newly acquired Marcelo Zuna. They have a hole at third base now that Donaldson's gone. That's uh, true. Maybe Austin Riley. I'm I'm sure I was, they. Yeah, I was gonna say Austin him. Riley would fill it. Uh, he he came out of the gates uh, incredible last year. Yeah. Mashing home runs and then he just fell off the face of the earth half of the year. So I'm sure they're hoping they can get production from him at third base but uh yeah i could see i could see why you have them winning the division uh i think this this nl east is the tightest race um don't yeah. think don't think we'll see like really high records here uh then you want to move on to your second place team i got so sorry to cut you off what's up yep. Oscar Puig is not signing with them he failed. He failed a, a. He did not pass his COVID test, uh, and that serves uh, basically as the same as a failed physical. So 
So it's, it's something to not go through. Interesting. All right. All right. Go ahead. Uh, my second place, I got the New York Mets. Interesting. What do you uh, – well, I think – well, okay. I don't, I, I don't think you have the Mets winning. Do you have the Mets in third temp? I didn't even, I didn't even get to my division winner yet. I have, the Bra- I have the Braves in second, though. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, this division is – I mean, I think this division could be won by any of these four teams, not including the Marlins. Um, all right, well, let's go Mets then. Um, I like. I I I said this to you yesterday, Temp. Um, it's kind of. Uh, it's. Who knows what we're gonna get in the sixty-game season from the Mets? It could be the first half Mets or the second half Mets. I remember, at the first, by the All Star break last year, like we kept saying the Mets should be selling, but then, all of a sudden they came out of nowhere and didn't they end with like eighty-six wins or something like that. Um, they, 76. Yeah. yeah. So who knows half, right? what what half of the season the Mets were gonna get? Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm gonna bet on the uh, the latter half of the Mets. Maybe carry their momentum what they ended the season with. They gaining uh, Jonas Cespedes back finally, uh, and Brandon Nimmo is also uh, coming back. Both of them were injured for. M- the most of, if not the whole season last year. Cespedes has been injured forever, actually. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, let's see. They got they um, their rotation still great, despite they Noah Syndergaard is on the IL. He will miss the entire season, I believe. Um, but their rotation is still great. Degrom, probably the best pitcher in baseball. Um, they still they added Marcus Stroman at the deadline last year. Still have Steven Matz. Uh, they did lose Zach Wheeler. Uh, add Rick Porcello, as we mentioned earlier, which he didn't have a great uh, 2019, but he's had good years in the past. So maybe he can bounce back in a new place. Um, they Cy got, Young, right? What'd you say? He had the Cy Young in uh, 2018. Rick, Rick Porcello? No, no, not 2018. Maybe 2017. Yeah, he. I'll, I'll, I got it. Keep talking. I'll, I'll he does up. have a Cy Young. Yeah. No, that was. A, I think it was a few years before that. 2016, I think. Yeah, t- 2016. Um. So yeah, that they got that. Uh, they still have their solid pitching. Uh, one of the best rotations in baseball still. Um. Hopefully they can get a back bounce. I mean, I don't think Edwin Diaz had a great year last year, at least by his standards, um, what they expected. But bounce back year from him. And then just this offense. Um, I feel like they got a lot of underrated names. Oh, I, we all know Pete Alonzo, uh, rookie of the year last year, led the NL or entire Major League Baseball in homers. Um, so if he can keep that up. Uh, McNeil was leading an average. The, he was the batting champ for a good part of the season. He, he kind of fell off at the end. Um, I don't know. He's got a bunch of other – they got solid names offensively and then led by their pitching. That's like their focal point. Um, I have them at 34 wins. Um, yeah, so 
I'm with you on pretty much everything you said. Uh, I would, yeah, even with Syndergaard injured, I would I would bet on this rotation to have an excellent year. You know, Grom, Stroman, Porcello, and then Steven Matz and Michael Walker fill out the four and five. Like, and like Michael Walker, I think he's a good like he's a good fifth starter. Um, and then the bullpen should be good, but the Mets bullpen is usually supposed to be good. <laughs> and <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't go so well, but uh, if I'm looking at this on paper, uh, I see a, I see a good bullpen. Um, then the lineup lineup checks out too. Uh, obviously, Pete Alonso, Je- uh, Jeff McNeil, and JD Davis were very impressive in their first full seasons last year. I think I think uh, I think McNeil and Alonso are, are talked about a lot. I, I think JD Davis. I don't think he had a like a qualifying season. Uh, only like 400 at best last year, but I don't think he was talked about nearly enough. He put up a very solid season. Right. Uh, they, still have, they still have guys like uh, Michael Conforto. And then, uh, well, my question my question marks for them are Cano and Cespedes. What are you going to get out of them? Cano yeah. now, I think Cano's going into his age 37 season. Uh, and he was, he was rather unimpressive last year. And then Cespedes. He's up there too, yeah. Total. Yeah, I think he's around 35, but I think he's a total wild card coming back from injury. I, he, he didn't play a game last year. Uh, so, win, to, win total for them, I would give him 33. Okay. All right. Well, we're, we're about 12 minutes into the NL East, and we haven't talked about the defending World Series champions. Uh, uh, how do you guys they, they defend their crown this year? They're, I have them finishing third. Temp, where do we yeah. have them? Is that your division winner? That's my division winner. So I'm gonna right. I'm gonna take this one here. Yeah, you go. So obviously huge loss. Uh losing Anthony Rendon in the offseason, but they got to keep their pitcher, Kevin Strasburg, signed him. It's a long term deal. Uh a few additions. Uh Will Harris, Starlin Castro, Eric Thames. Um the Nationals will win because of their rotation, if nothing else. I think that's very obvious. Uh, Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin making up the top three. Uh, that's that's good as top three as you can get. And then yeah. Anibal Sanchez as well. He was good last year. Uh, I think if you if you have if you just mentioned the Mets, if you have the pitching like that this year, you're gonna win. Um, you can come out every, if you can come out every day and get a quality starter close to one you're going to be in the running for a win every single day um, they shirt up their shaky bullpen by signing will harris uh retained daniel hudson and then uh their bullpen is highlighted by sean doolittle um they somehow somehow they overcame that uh shaky bullpen last year they uh they avoided their some middle relievers uh which that were ineffective for them somehow, and they won the World Series. Uh, still don't know how they did that by only really using like three relievers uh, when it got down to crunch time, but they did it. Uh, it's a good lineup led by 21-year-old Juan Soto, superstar. Uh, they don't have any like overwhelming power in their lineup, but also like we saw in the playoffs last year, they can manufacture runs and then they could you know, they could find those home runs and, you know, kind of random spots in the lineup. Like, 
you know, last year in the playoffs, we saw, you know, Howie Kendrick come in, come up big hits, Adam Eaton. So I, I still think they have all the pieces to win this division and contend. Um, yeah, I I like what you said about their pitching. I think I think from yeah, their starting rotation is the best in in baseball, not even just in the NL. Um, I just where I only have them at thirty two wins and finishing third. Um, well, one, I just think this division is going to be competitive, as we said before. Um, I just think that they're they're going to suffer too much from the loss of Rendon. Um, I mean, Rendon is a top player. Top – I don't want to throw out a number I was going to say. I don't know. But whatever. We Anthony Rendon is put up phenomenal numbers last year and clearly was their best player. Um I mean, who knows? They lost what some people would say their best player in Bryce Harper and they won the World Series. So who knows really? But I think if they want to – Soto's got to pick I – mean, no, Soto's great. I'm not, I don't want to say he's not good, but he's got to pick up um, some offense that Rendon is leaving. Um, outside of that, um, I'm not too impressed by the, the offense they have. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's why I just – that's just pretty much sums up why I have them at third um, and at 32 wins. Nice. Yeah. So, so interesting. I mean, this is off topic, but how the, the blues, the Raptors all won their titles and all their sports last year. That seems so off. True. I don't know why, but yeah, I mean, yeah, just uh, now more than that, or I think any team could probably win it, but. And two two San Diego State alums won uh, Finals MVP and World Series MVP in yeah. Strasburg and Kawhi. Yeah, good for them. All right. Um, yeah, let's talk about the Phillies for a little bit. Uh, last year they go eighty-one and eighty-one. Uh, obviously had higher expectations last year with the signing of Bryce Harper, so they they kind of fell short of that. But how do you guys? What do you guys think now? I mean, obviously, you don't have them in the top three, so you think they kind of fall short again. But uh, what do you what do you think for Philadelphia? Um, you want me to take this one, Jack? Go for it. All right. So, uh, big additions, two big additions, I'd say. Zach Willer, obviously the big one. Uh, Philly's got pitching that they obviously have needed. That was uh, glaringly obvious that they needed that last year. Um, and then D.D. Gregorius, uh, Good signing for them. Um, I think we saw with the Phillies last year that, you know, signing that one guy to that big contract doesn't, doesn't, doesn't add, you know, 10 wins to your team. And ultimately you need the pitching. So, you know, they got, they got Wheeler this off season. Uh, it's good signing for them. Their rotation still doesn't look that good. Ola, obviously their ace, uh, excellent. But then Wheeler, Wheeler's a good pitcher. Uh, I, I wouldn't say Wheeler is what you know some people have made him out to be. I think he could be a solid two, uh, but it doesn't blow you away. But I mean, they should obviously get some good starts out of him, and then you go to Jake Arrieta, who is just 
shell of his former self. Yeah. That's <laughs> all you really have to say about him. And then uh, for your four and five slot in the rotation, that's going to be made up by uh, Zach Eflin, Nick Pavetta, or uh, Vince Velasquez. Velasquez, yeah. And I, I, just, I don't like that at all. <laughs> they, I mean, they, they, they got Wheeler, and then other, the pitching, the pitching market was was tough this offseason. There, there was, there weren't, there weren't enough guys for teams to go out and make two of these big signings, really. Um, so I mean, the rotation is what it is. Um, I think the bullpen, I would definitely say the bullpen's below average. Uh, he could be helped if David Robertson returns uh, early in the season. Uh, he had uh, either Thoracic Outlet or Tommy John uh, early last season. I don't remember, but he'll be returning. And it also, the bullpen took a big blow, losing Sir Anthony Dominguez uh, to the 45 ADL. Not, don't think he'll be pitching this year. Um, and then other than that, I mean, the – you have Hector Neris, uh, their closer, uh, very good option for him. And then you have Jose Alvarez, Adam Morgan. Uh, and other than that, it's a pretty unimpressive group. Do they still have Sir Anthony Dominguez? Or um, what's his name? Is that his name? He's on the yeah, DL. I mean, uh, okay. I didn't catch that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I kind of just – I was pretty harsh on the rotation and bullpen. But <laughs> the – the Philly, the Phillies' offense is what will win them games. Uh, I think, I think a huge, huge factor for the Phillies this season is Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, last year, when you know the Phillies, Phillies were off to a good start, and I think when you saw, saw to see, seeing them decline, they started to decline when Andrew McCutcheon uh, tore his ACL, because he was in that leadoff spot and. He was very productive out of the leadoff spot, and then they lost him, and it was kind of downhill from there. But then their Phillies lineup is as solid as it gets. You know, JT Real Mute, Bruce, ah, excuse me, Bryce Harper, Hoskins, Didi Gregorius, G Segura, Scott Kingery. It's just a solid lineup. Uh, a lot of home runs in that lineup, and also can manufacture runs. So I definitely like the lineup, but I think I just don't think the there's enough pitching uh, for me to say that they're going to contend to win this division. Um, yeah, I, I liked everything you said. Uh, starting off with adding, obviously, D.D. Wheeler. D.D. and Wheeler, excuse me. Um, McCutcheon back, I feel like he's just gaining a good, a solid free agent uh, acquisition in itself. Um, yeah, I'm not, not going to really – repeat what you said I pretty much was going to say the same thing about uh their rotation they have a solid I mean a great one in Nola and a good two in Wheeler but then it's just you fall off a cliff after that uh bullpen's not good uh they got solid names one through nine offensively as you said um I just for some reason I feel like a lot of these guys are streaky offensively um Harper has his ups and downs. Hoskins really fell off last year. I mean, we were looking at it last night. I by like September, August or September, he was batting like 170. Um, he's really got to uh, step up this year uh, and have a bounce back year. Um, I mean, even like Gene Segura, 
he I have his splits up now. I mean, he I know in the beginning of the season he was really up there. He was a great hitter. Yeah, by month he went March batted 329 and then 282 is by month. 223 he dipped. Then up to 346 in July, 284 in August, and then down to 230 in September. Um, so again, as I I who did I mention before the Mets um, with the streaky players i don't know you don't know in the short season who knows what kind of what player we'll get it's not like like we're going to be waiting it out for these players to pick it up at some point in the 200 or in the 162 game season as normal um i guess that's all i have to say about the phillies they add a new coach joe girardi uh i don't know yeah, i'm not about that i'm not uh i'm not huge on like i don't know i don't know how much i think that a coach make an impact but maybe it will i know kapler wasn't great uh so i think a coach will benefit them definitely new coach and i think that's it they do have a uh their rosters the little throwback of like the early t like the 2010s pirates of mccutcheon neil walker and josh harrison i'll throw that anecdote out there those are the boys did they sign jared hughes too no, I think they didn't. I don't think so. But I uh, should also add that uh, Alec Bohm should be a contributor for them this year. Uh, yes, true. Forward as well. Um, so, well, my I didn't give any of my – you didn't ask me any of my wins for this division. True. Um, Nats, Nats, 35. Braves, 34. Mets, 33. Phillies. 32. 32. I got the Phillies at 31. Yeah, so I have I, Braves, Braves 37, Mets 34, Nationals 32, Phillies 31. We we had, we have talked about this a long long time ago, Jack. I think maybe after they signed Wheeler, I said like I I see the Phillies as a, an 85 win team, 90 maybe ceiling, and that's probably what did I say? 32. That's probably about let me do the 2.7, 86.4. So. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, Last right. thing on the Phillies, real quick, that haven't had going on ten years of a winning, haven't had a winning season. Oof. man. Let's go. Let's go to the Marlins now, guys. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, give me five words or less on the Marlins. Uh, they they signed some guys, actually. There you go. That's five. Yeah, that's five. Mm-hmm. Jack, five words. Um. They're not good. That's it. Oh, that was five. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Yeah. All right. Marlins came in at 57 and 105 last year. We'll see if they can improve upon their 352 winning percentage. All right. That is the NL East. Move on to the AL Central. Um, what do you guys think here? Uh, we'll play a similar game with the Tigers and, and such, but um, yeah, uh, we we guys think of the Twins and Indians and the top teams in this division. Maybe the White Sox can make some noise this year. Well, what do you guys think? You kick us off, Tim. Which team do you want to start with? Who's your winner? We'll go with your winner first. My division winner is yes. the Twins. Interesting. I had them third. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, um, I, sorry, I missed what you guys just said. Can you repeat that? I said I have the Twins as my division winner. Jack said he has them in third. Oh, that is a controversy. Tied for second, but I listed them third. Okay, so some key additions 
for the Twins, obviously, Josh Donaldson. Got his uh, four-year contract with them, I believe. Uh, Alex Avila, Michael Pineda, um, and, and Homer Bailey, Sergio Romo, Rich Hill, Tyler Clippard, Kenta Maeda. They lost CJ Crone, Jonathan Scope, Jason Castro, and Kyle Gibson. Um, with Donalds, with adding Donaldson, uh, you add to you add another slugger to the already most powerful lineup in the majors. I mean, they broke the they broke the team home run record last year. Uh, so offense, undisputably, they're just gonna, they're going to hit home runs. Uh, they made that real obvious last year. Everyone in their lineup hits home runs, and that's how they win. Uh, as for their offseason moves, they just signed as many pitchers as possible, I think. Uh, anyone and anybody they signed. Uh, I think they're still still a middle. Homer Bailey and Rich Hill. Um, I would, yeah, I'm confident calling that a middle of the pack rotation uh, with a little depth, also Michael Pineda. Uh, and then their bullpen, uh, another bullpen I said, like with the Rays, they don't have a lot of names you would necessarily recognize, but I think it's a deep, solid bullpen. Taylor Rogers, their closer, Trevor May, Sergio Romo. Um, that's, that's, and then yeah, that's about it I have on them. So go ahead, Jack. Um, okay, you did cut out a little bit when you start talking about pitching, but um, I think that's what's going to hamper them the most. Um, Jose Barrios and Jacob Odorizzi, that's a very solid front end to their rotation, but I'm really not that impressed with uh, Kent Maeda, Rich Hill, and oh, Homer Bailey, too, from the A's, I believe, right? Um, yeah. I'm just not that impressed with those three through five. And again, I don't know much about their bullpen. Um, but as you, I think I call you at the end that it wasn't great. Um, but they do, adding Donaldson is huge. And they, aren't, you, you mentioned it, they just mash home runs. They, they had, they led the league last year. Um, they broke the record. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was a little harsh. I have them at 32 wins. Um, I think they they may have overperformed a little bit last year. Um, so I think uh, we may be in for a little regression. But um, they are a solid team, and I have them. I I I have a 32 wins tied for second. I I kind of feel like this division, at least for the top three, um. It's just they're kind of it's going to be competitive with the top three, and again they're they're playing. I think they're playing. Uh, again, I'm not. We'll get to. I'm not too high on the NL Central as a whole, but I feel like it's good competition, like even competition between some of those teams in that division. So I feel like it's going to be pretty pretty competitive centrals. Um, so that's why I have them at 32 wins. I have them. I mean, you have them. You have. You said you have them in third place. Tied for second, but third, yeah. Yeah, I, I have them in first with 34 wins. So we're All right. yeah. far off. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, what do you guys think about Cleveland? Last year they go 93 and 69. Um, 
you know, missed out in the playoffs. But what, what do you guys what do you guys think about them? I have them in. I have them uh, tied for second with the Twins. Oh, geez, you've got Chicago. Okay, Can, yeah. continue. Go. Um, they're offensively they're led by Francisco Lindor, who's a top five player in baseball. Um, Carlos Santana, and they add added Franmil Reyes last year. And I think he's um, exciting young player. Uh, it's a great top three. Other than that, though, they're kind of filled with some unexciting players offensively, I guess you could say. Oscar Mercado, Cesar Hernandez from the Phillies, is, he wasn't that great. Domingo Santana, Roberto Perez. Um, so outside of their best three hitters, uh, they don't have much, in my opinion. Uh, however, the focal point, the strong suit of this team is their pitching. Uh, this rotation's very, very solid with – Led by uh, Shane Bieber, All-Star Game MVP. Uh, they got Clevenger. Uh, Carrasco is back and fully healthy. Uh, Zach Plesac. And I forget their last one. Oh, I have it. Jeffrey Rodriguez, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if they have, like, their f- – I, I just remember looking their fifth starter. Savale. Savale. Sure. Um, sure. um, those five, if you take – I mean, Carlos Carrasco last season was battling his health issues and whatnot. Um, take his last fully healthy season, all five of those, uh, their last ERA under a full season is in the threes or twos. So that's a solid rotation. I think that's what's going to keep them in the mix. Um, I would say, so my take on the Indians is at this point, Point right now like this season they should be like contenders they should be one of the best teams in baseball their ownership sucks they are incompetent um you know you said you lost kluber you lost bauer um brantley last year uh you know there's it's and then they're still unsure whether they're gonna pay uh lindor whether they're gonna have to move him or not yeah that's a mess that whole situation yeah they're it's been, I mean, since their since their World Series birth, uh, it's kind of been like a, a downward trajectory because that's what ownership is you know, that happened. Uh, but still, like you said, good rotation, and that rotation is good enough to keep pace with the Twins, I think. Um, and then still a good bullpen. Uh, Brad Hand is the closer. Oliver Perez. Um, who else? Adam Simber. Nick Whit- Nick Whitgreen. Excuse me. Um, and then uh, I'm gonna agree with you again. Uh, lineup is pretty good. I mean, you got good top end talent. Francisco Lindor, Jose Ramirez, Carlos Santana, and then okay, like you said, a few question marks after that. But uh, ultimately. Uh, I think their pitching is good enough to keep them in the race. Carlos Santana played with the Indians for like eight years. Then he played for the Phillies one year, and then went back to the Indians. It's such a weird career arc. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, if there's no more to be said on uh, – Wait, what, what's your win total for the Indians? 32. Okay, I got him at 32 as well. Tied with the Twins. Interesting. All right. Well, let's talk about the White Sox, who Jack – 
uh, evidently has winning the AL Central, I believe, unless it's the Royals or Tigers, but uh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I got the White Sox um, winning this division by small margin, 34 wins. Um, you have them winning by 34 wins. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> so that means they're going to have a 68-win season, yeah. Um, so they're led uh, by Tim Anderson offensively, who he – won the batting he was the one the batting title last year right i think um so very solid hitter i love tim anderson um and exciting rookie 2019 rookie aloy jimenez uh put up 31 homers in his uh first season in the majors last year it's very impressive um they got other guys like yoan moncada batted 315 last year Jose Abreu with 123 RBIs. Um, that's a solid group of uh, four hitters there. Um, this season they add Yasmani Grandal, who he's one of one of the best catchers in the entire majors, like up there with uh, Real Muto, I think. Um, and they also add uh, Encarnacion, which he's old, but he's still got a lot of power. Um, so, I mean, that's like six solid players right there. Uh, they also added Dallas Keuchel to their starting rotation, which I think the former Cy Young can still contribute, uh, pretty significantly. Um, Gio Gonzalez, he, let's see. Yeah, they added him to, uh, to this rotation and then led by, uh, Lucas Gialuto, which I, who I really like. Um, I think that's a solid top three of the rotation. Um, I don't know. That's kind of, I guess that's kind of it. What I have in the socks. Uh, I feel like they're when the off season started, I feel like they were uh, gaining some, some recognition. And I think that kind of died off. I mean, I guess all of baseball recognition kind of died off, but um, they're a young team. And I think they can build upon this season, this shortened season and have like a, if they have a solid short season, that could be a good stepping stone to their future. Um, I feel like Temp's going to disagree, uh, but we'll see. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, yeah. So the White Sox, I really like the White Sox. I, uh, you had a, you had a tie with your two and three. I have a tie with my two and three Indians and White Sox. All right. So 32 wins. We're not that far off. You have them, yeah, 30, 32 wins. You, what'd you say, 34 for them? Yeah, we got the same thing. 34 for the winner, 32 for two and three. Yeah, yeah. So um, the White Sox are, uh, I like what they've done. Uh, they got some good homegrown talent, obviously. You know, Jose Abreu, Tim Anderson, and then they're starting to see some trades you know, pay off. Yoan Moncada was uh, in the sale trade, I believe. Um, Maybe. And then Eloy Jimenez uh, for Jose Quintana uh, with the Cubs. That was a great trade for them. Um, like, like you said, like Eloy Jimenez, like uh, good rookie year, and like I think like he's so much better than the numbers he put up last year. Like he had uh, he had the thirty one home runs, which is great, obviously. And then like a eight twenty eight OPS. I, I think that'll be higher this year, um, but. You know, some, the key additions, you already touched on, but I'll go through them. Grandall, Keuchel, 
Encarnacion, Steve Ciszek, Gio Gonzalez, and Nomar Mazzara. And they didn't have any losses. I, they lost uh, Wellington Castillo, I know. I'm not sure if there's any notable ones. Um, and then that, uh, adding Nomar Mazzara, he's been uh, a pretty unique player in his career. He's never really reached that ceiling, which he's projected to have. Like, he has so much power. It's just a matter of if he can get the bat on the ball. But it, he'll add some power to the lineup that, you know, this lineup looks really good on paper to me. Um, like you said, uh, they have a decent rotation, I think. Uh, I would call the bullpen below average. Um, and then I, I would I would describe them as a young up-and-coming team, but their off-season moves uh, suggest a, a win-now mentality, I would say. Um, yeah. Also, also um, their rotation – there was a slash bullpen. I didn't know where he was going to start. Took a hit. Uh, Michael Kopech pops it out. Young. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. For them. Uh, so that's a bit of a hit for them. But yeah, all around, I like them. I definitely expect them to be over 500 this year. Um, I'm really excited to watch this team, too. Yeah, I think they could be exciting. Yeah. Um, I think that about wraps up the central. So uh, let's let's give me uh, we'll give the Royals we'll give them ten seconds and we'll give the Tigers four words instead of five words. Give me ten seconds in the Royals. I'll just read my notes. They they, uh, they go fifty nine and one hundred three last year. That's all I'm at. Um, Whit Merrifield coming off a three hundred season. Orhe Soler coming off a forty eight home run season, and Hunter Dozer's a solid bat. I have nothing to say about this rotation of consisting of Brad Keller, Danny Duffy, Jacob Junis, Mike Montgomery, and Jorge Lopez. That's it. Those are my notes. Cool. Uh, so give me four words or less on the Detroit Tigers who went 47 and 114 last year with a 292 win percentage. Uh, four words, Jack. Miguel Cabrera still playing. Temp. Uh, you you pretty much summed it up there when you said what they had forty eight wins, forty seven. So forty seven wins. All right, we're done. All right, <laughs> we're done. There we go. All right, uh, we'll move on to my favorite division, the NL Central. Um, first question: Let's start with the Pirates first. Why not? Yeah, let's do it. Um, let's do it. So we, uh, our beloved Pittsburgh Pirates, we went sixty nine and ninety three last year. Um, I'm starting. I think we got a chance. Who knows? 60 <laughs> games. We'll see. What do you guys think? Um, I kind of, I think I'm a little more optimistic than temp. I mean, I'm not that optimistic. We stink, but, um, I, similar to what I said about the Mets, like, uh, I don't know. The pirates always seem to shock me. Like they go on these stretches where we're like really good. Sometimes I'll say really good. We're good sometimes, but then I, some, we just fall off. Um, and I do think that this division is the worst division talent wise. <laughs> and the AL central is not particularly strong. Um, we got, we get to play the Royals and the Tigers. So um, I have them, I do have them tied for fourth or fifth, whatever fourth. And I have them tied for fourth <laughs> um, with 27 wins. Oh, I have the same win total. Wow. Okay, good. Um, 
I I think our I our offense just gets on base. I, for a stretch of the beginning of last season, like we led the league in team batting average. Um, without we're without Tyone and Archer, but losing Archer for the season is a positive. Um, our rotation, we're gonna have Musgrove be our one, which I I really do. I like Musgrove, Musgrove a lot, and I think he can turn into a number one. Um, Trevor Williams, uh, he can have a if he has a bounce back year, then that's great. Um, I like our young pitcher and Mitch Keller. Uh, that's gonna be our three starters, and then what? It's gonna be like a mix of Steven Brault, Holland, Chad Cool, maybe. I think Brault. What did you listen? You, so you're going Musgrove, Williams, Keller. Okay, and I'm going Brault as four. Yeah. And fifth, I think, is maybe like a piggyback, Holland and Cole, or some opener or something. I don't know. And then I think even we obviously lose Felipe Vasquez, and I think he was the best closer in baseball. But um, I do still think our bullpen's fine with Kella. Actually, Kella is on the I.L. I saw today. Yes, I forgot. Kella, Kella is not going to start the season. Okay. Well, who cares about that? I don't know. I like Kyle Crick and Richard Rodriguez. Kelly Alt's good right. though. Can I go? go? Yeah, you go, you go. Right. So this this team is uh this is it's a disaster. This team. <laughs> no, I was hope I was hoping you'd give me some positive notes. Oh, I really want to. I really I really want to. Their best pitcher is in jail. Uh you know, the <laughs> Pitcher that was supposed to be our long-term ace is out with Tommy John. Uh, our fit, our that Tyone, and then uh, our terribly failed acquisition of Chris Archer has gotten worse. He's out for the year. Um, I love Musgrove too, but he's not a number one. Uh, not yet. Okay. Um, Maybe. Williams, I think. You're gonna get like you'll get quality starts from Williams. Uh, I'm excited to see what Keller brings. Uh, I like Brault. Well, I think Brault's a good pitcher. Uh, I think he really learned how to you know really pitch last year. Uh, don't know what's gonna happen in that fifth spot. Uh, I think Chad Cole will start in the bullpen. I think it's good for him. Uh, I'm excited to see him as well. Uh, he's got some some great stuff. And then uh, yeah, Al Crick. Like him, you know, great stuff, good pitcher, Richard Rodriguez. And then we just lost Edgar Santana to suspension. Um, hopefully Nick Birdie has a good year. He can stay healthy maybe. But then we, I mean, we don't have a catcher. Stallings. Yeah, that's pretty weak. I, not I'm not confident good. Stallings, yeah. Um, third base, uh, Moran, and, uh, Moran and Osuna are DH. Uh, in my eyes, uh, Moran is uh, not a good third baseman. He's not really a good hitter. Um, hopefully, Key Brian Hayes can come up and take that. True, yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, who's playing center field? Uh, you, maybe Gerard. Gerard Dyson, yeah. Gerard. Gerard, Gerard Dyson, uh, who, when asked, uh, why why did you join the Pirates? Well, wasn't really much out there for me, man. <laughs> His exact words. <laughs> But all right, so Jack, let me let me ask you a question. This, uh, so, if you if you look at the the teams that are like 
obvious contenders. I think there's there's three of them, you know. Yankees, Dodgers, Astros. Those are three no one could deny are contenders. If you look at the Pirates roster, who from the Pirates roster would start on one of those teams? Dylan Reynolds. Reynolds, Reynolds questionable. Mm, I don't know. I mean, if you look, if you, like he's Reynolds is not playing in the Dodgers outfield. Well, they got Mookie Bellinger and who's their third? Um, and he's not. He's he might not play in the Astros either. Springer, Brantley, uh, who else? Josh, Josh Reddick. I think he'd go he over Reddick. Like he would, he would probably crack the third outfield spot in some of these. And then Bell, I think Bell is also Bell is questionable too. That's not true. Yeah, no, it is true. Who's starting at first over him for the Astros? Oh, Yuli Gurriel had a good year last year. I'm uh, still taking Bell. Definitely. I, mean, I, I would. I would. I mean. I think I really think it's questionable. I hate to say that, but like, this is an all-star starter we're talking about, in Josh Bell. Yeah, but that the was point, the point. The point is first half of the year. The point is the fact that we're only talking about maybe two players. <laughs> that thank you, thank you. Yeah, that is that's my exact point. You can't really look at the. I mean, the rotation. You could say uh, Musgrove would probably crack. Back end is those rotations, and then bullpen. You know, Crick, Crick would probably crack a rotation, but that's less than a handful of guys we're talking about here. So that's that's my whole point on the Pirates is like you can't we can't pretend like they're contenders even in this shortened season. It's, no, the way the way things have gone with this team since. Basically, since they won 98 games and didn't do uh, a thing after that offseason in 2015, and it's just been straight downhill since then, uh, I'm done. <laughs> Dang. Well, hopefully we can go 8-0 versus the Royals and Tigers. That's the only thing I can really hope for. <laughs> um, <laughs> we spent way too long with the Pirates for what they We really did. Worth, but, oh, well, that's all right. That's all right. Who cares? We'll try uh, our best to move it along here. Wait, sorry. So, Temp, you have the Pirates in last at 27 wins. Let's work our way up then. Who do you have in fourth? Fourth place? I have the Brewers. I also have the Brewers. And then, Tied okay, also so 27. I have them over 500. I have them at 32. Wow. Oh, okay. Um, at fourth, 32 wins. Okay. All right. Um, he's going to have another NL East thing where it's 32, 33, 34, 35. So about the Brewers, they lose. There's Monty Grandal, who I mentioned earlier, great catcher. Uh, they lose Mike Moustakis, who had a great season last year, losing to the Reds. Um, I'm pretty sure we're all anti Ryan Braun on this podcast. Um, like he's like decent. The past three years, he's like okay, decent at best. Um, they let's see, their offense also consists of Eric Sogard, Lorenzo Kane, Smoke. Justin Smogan, Urias, um, not very good. And I think, obviously, they're led by Yelich, who I think is uh, the second-best player in baseball. Um, and they have 
Kison Hira, who he had a very promising rookie season. Uh, I, I believe he played like 70, 80 games. I'm not know the exact number, but if you pace it out to a full season, uh, that's a 37 home run, 95 RBIs, and a 303 average. So I think Hira is a bright spot to this team. Um, obviously, Yelich too, but that's really those two. That's it offensively. Uh, pitching, I think they got Brandon Woodruff, who's a good number one pitcher, but after him, like they have Adrian Hauser and Brett Anderson. I don't like that's really it. They lost Eric, Eric Lauer. Um, I don't. I'm not impressed by their pitching, and then outside of Yelich and Hira. They don't have much, which is why I only have the 27 wins. I feel like they may begin to tail off. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I I have them at 32. I think that could be a little generous. Um, and they've stuck they've, this offseason. They stuck to their plan, uh, which they've used in the, the last few years. Sign a lot of guys one year and build your team that way every year. Um, Rotation is suspect. I mean, you went over that. Uh, yeah. Woodruff's a good one, but not not really a clear ace. And then yeah, that's fair. After that, you're looking at very very average. Um, bullpen the bullpen looks pretty good to me. Um, led by Josh Hader, obviously. Uh, he had a. I, I think um, he struggled a little bit last year. Uh, I think uh, he was hurt. Uh, not not injured, but he was overworked a little bit in those 2018 playoffs and then just overworked as a whole. I mean, he's their closer, but he could also pitch three innings, and that's kind of the best idea moving forward for them. But, uh, you know, Corey Nebel, Brent Suter, Alex Claudio, uh, round up the bullpen. That looks pretty good. And then the lineup, I would say, is uh, average to above average. They – they find a way to score runs, and I mean, they're really carried by Yelich. Yeah. They rely on his production, so. Should have been the MVP last year. He got injured. I don't care. True. All right. Who's next? Who's your third place? So, I have a tie. Tie uh, for third – tie for second, I guess. Uh, yeah, third, second tie. Um between well no I'm I'm sorry the the tie the tie is the Brewers and the Cardinals oh for third third, okay third and fourth yeah my bad um so the Cardinals uh not a very eventful offseason uh I don't I don't really know if they made any notable additions um they lost uh Marcelo Zunia which I would say uh he was disappointing for them I would say didn't really live up to what they had hoped, uh, you know, but the rotation's solid. Yeah. Uh, Jack Flaherty really broke out last year, um, and Dakota Hudson wasn't far behind him. He had a strong uh, first full year. Didn't you say Hudson was opted up, opted out? Uh, no, I. The Cardinals only have one opt out. I'll get to that. Okay, never mind. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, Miles Michaelis. Uh, they're still they're still uh, getting something out of Wainwright too. So um, I like the rotation. Uh, Carlos Martinez might be back in that rotation. He's been back and forth uh, bullpen rotation the past few years. Uh, he was I think he was their opening day starter like two years in a row. But 
Uh, he's had some troubles. Um, and then bullpen, I don't, I don't like the bullpen, and it took a huge hit with with uh, out from Jordan Hicks there. Flame throwing closer throws throws 105. I mean, that's a pretty big loss. Um, and other than that, in the bullpen, uh, Andrew Miller looked really rough last year, and uh, he was kind of designated as you know more of a, a lefty specialist at, at this point. Uh, which I don't even know if that'll be a, a huge aspect of the game this year with that three batter minimum. So True. We'll see, but then, yeah. Uh, not a bullpen doesn't doesn't impress me like I said, and then also the offense worries me a little bit. Uh, you know they lost Ozuna, still still have Goldschmidt, you know DeYoung, Yachty obviously, and then you know some decent contributors, Colton Wong, Tommy Edmond. Um, that's that's about it for them. Uh, they're the Brewer, the Brewers and Cardinals are. They're, I, I have them tied, like I said, and they're kind of in the same boat for me. I just I would lean towards the Cardinals a bit more because I like that rotation. I have the Cardinals in second, only at 30 wins. Um, Whoa. I Whoa. like their rotation a lot, as you mentioned. I really, really like Jack Flaherty, um, which I hope he can put up his second-half numbers. I mean, again, I'm not rooting for the Cardinals, but um, for his sake, I like him a lot. Uh, his ERA by month last year, April 406, May 345, June 701. Whoa. July 248, August 0.71, September 0.82. Wow. It's wow. really a tale of two seasons there. And if he can put up if, – if his shortened season of 60 games is the second half, then that's – one of the best, like, definitely, I maybe the best pitcher in baseball. Um, but I'm not really that impressed offensively. Uh, they lose, as you said, Arzuna, um, which again he wasn't great for them, but uh, that's just a loss there. Paul Goldschmidt, his first season as a Cardinal, um, his he his OPS dipped in 2019 by over a hundred. Um, so he's got to, if they want to have it, like he's got to pick it up. Um, Paul DeYoung, he had good power numbers for a middle infielder. Uh, his average was pretty low at 233. Matt Carpenter hasn't been good since 2016. Um, and Tommy Edmond, he's third baseman, I believe. Um, he had a solid, he only played, I think, 80 something games. He had a solid rookie, uh, rookie season. Bad above 300, so that's a bright spot there. But, again, overall, I'm not that impressed offensively by them. They do have solid pitching, though. Uh, yeah, so I have them at 30 wins in second. Interesting. All right, well, we've got the Cubs and the Reds left. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are higher on the Reds this season. Um, who do you want to talk about next? Who you guys got? Cubs. Cubs, too. Reds, Reds in oh. second for me. You have the Reds in second. I got – Okay, I got the red. I have the Reds winning and the Cubs in third. It goes for me. I have Reds one, two Cardinals, three Cubs, and then tied for fourth Pirates and Brewers. Um, we'll let's just go Cubs first. Um, I only have about twenty nine wins. Um, wow. I think. Well, let's start with their pitching. Um, 
you Darvish and Kyle Hendrick has a decent one, two, top two pitchers they got in their rotation. After that, I think it's pretty weak. They got an old John Lester. Um, Cubs pitching is not great. Um, I think Chris Bryant, his rookie season in 2015. So after his rookie season, 2015, MVP season 16. On the year, yearly for the past three seasons, he averages 24 home runs, 67 RBIs, and 284 average. Like, I think that that's like – those are solid numbers, but, like, I think people may just have Chris Bryant name in mind and just think, like, MVP and, like, an elite player. I, I think Chris Bryant is one of the most overrated players in baseball. Right, he, yeah. He's not an outstanding fielder either to add to those offensive numbers. Like, that's what – so that and then I looked at Rizzo. His last three seasons, a little bit better. Um, average is a, bit below, is a bit below Brian. His average for the past three seasons is 282, 28 home runs, and 101 RBIs. Um, those are good numbers. Like, they're – I don't know. I feel like, again, maybe a little overrated for Rizzo, too, and he's inconsistent. Um, they do have Javier Baez. He's a step above those numbers. And Schwarber adds some power. But then outside of that, it's not great. I think the the Brizzo duo is overrated, and I like Baez, but I don't know. I don't. I don't think the outside of like those three, four guys, they don't have much offensively, and I'm not impressed by the pitching either. That's why I'm at 29 wins. Um. Okay. Uh, well, you also have Wilson Contreras there, and then uh, I forgot to mention him. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, so Cubs for me, uh, a pretty quiet offseason uh since ever since the cubs really went all in in 2016 to get that world series uh the owner's books have been uh or their wallet has been pretty tight uh haven't really made any big like splash moves in the offseason uh they got steven Souza's jr jerrell cotton and jason kipnis this offseason lost cole hamels nick castellanos steve ceshek brandon kinsler and pedro stroke yeah uh you you were down on the rotation a little bit i'm not i'm not uh it's i mean they're returning basically their same rotation and then i i think it's a good rotation i think uh hendrix is just a steady just a steady pitcher. Always know what you're getting from him. I expect you, Darvish, to have a good like bounce back year this year. Um, Jose Quintana, I believe, is starting on the injured list because he cut his finger doing dishes um, and had to get uh, maybe he might have had to get surgery on that laceration. I, I could be wrong, but something that sounds kind of stupid. Yeah, but John Lester. Uh, Kind of the same, like I just mentioned, Adam Wainwright. Cardinals are trying to get anything out of him. And that's what the Cubs are doing with Lester. They're trying to get whatever they have, yeah. whatever he has left. And then fifth starter, Tyler Chatwood. Uh, he was a big signing a few years ago, and he was a major disappointment. But he kind of rebounded last year. Um, not bad for a fifth starter. Um, and the bullpen does not look particularly good. Uh, Kimbrell's the closer. Uh, but then after after him, there's just a huge drop off. I just don't. Yeah. They 
they don't have anything. I mentioned they got Jarrell Cotton from Oakland, or I think it's just a free agent, but they don't they, they don't have anything to boast of in the in the bullpen, that's for sure. And then uh, lineup, I agree with most of what you said. Um, you know, we could say we could say that uh, Bryant's overrated, Baez is overrated. Uh, I wouldn't say Rizzo's overrated. Uh, he's always he's always like he's consistent. Like he's gonna hit. I don't know what his average was last year, but like a average season for him, he's going like around two two seventy for power. Um, but the thing about their lineup, like. I said like we could say those guys are overrated, but like they're still good. They're still going to produce. Uh, and then, yeah, the thing about their lineup is it's very, very deep because you know we look at their stars, um, but then there's also depth guys. You know, Victor Carantini, David Bodie, Jason Kipnis, Daniel Descalso, Ian Happ, Hernan Perez, um, and then Steve Junior to sign him. And then I don't even think we mentioned Jason Hayward. I mean. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how we were talking about overrated players and skipped over Jason Hayward. <laughs> uh, still have him. Um, that, that's why I like that's why I like the Cubs. Uh, I think it's a good good rotation and a good really deep lineup. Um, and they get all those depth guys I mentioned. Like they get power out of those guys. So that's kind of what put them over the top for me. Yeah, interesting. Um, all right, well, let's talk about the Reds. I'm, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say about them. Um, I mean, last year they go 75 and 87. Jack has them winning the division. Temp has them in what, second, third? Second. 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 So, obviously a big improvement. Um, what do you guys see here? It's natty. Uh, I'll kick us off. Yeah. Uh, I, I have them winning the division at only 32 wins. Um, the bulk of their lineup, they have Eugenio Suarez probably in their batting third. Mike Moustaka is probably batting fourth. And then Castellanos batting fifth. Um, Suarez, Suarez last year, 49 home runs, 103 RBIs. Moustaka's 35 home runs, 87 RBIs. Castellanos, uh, a full season pace of 37 home runs and 88 RBIs. That's great power, three through five. Um who is that? Um, who's that big guy they got? Temp, who was up for like part of the season? Is it Aquinos? Uh, yeah, he in fifty-five games he had nineteen. He he had nineteen home runs. Yeah, is it uh, Aristides Aquino? Yeah, um, maybe we're butchering that pronunciation, but I, yeah, he's um, uh, he's. I don't know. I thought I said saw he's not, might not be on their opening day lineup but i mean if they get him in there he has a lot of potential um injury or i don't know i i really i it was unclear the article i read um that's very solid hitters there a lot of power um they uh joey vado i don't know he showed decline last year um Finally, hey, for our city. I would say their offense is all their offense is all, as a whole kind of struggled last year outside of uh, Suarez. Yeah. Um, I just want to. Oh yeah, so their pitching staff, very good, led by Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo, 
Um, and then Trevor Bauer is like their three. Uh, who is it? Desclafani, Anthony Desclafani, um, yeah. and Wade Miley are their four and five. That's just that's a top rotation. I think their rotation is very good. Um, I just think, I mean, as much as we don't like the Reds or I don't like the Reds, they're I they I do think they're going to have a good season. I mean, only thirty two wins, but like this division is going to be competitive. That's why I don't see their win total being that high. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, so uh, I would say that the Reds uh, had a pretty great offseason. Um, there were a lot of people high on the Reds last year, taking the Reds as high as like two in the division last year. I did not see that last year, but this year is a whole different story. Yeah. Uh, acquiring Pedro Strope, Nick Castellanos, Wade Miley, and obviously the big one, uh, Mike Mustakis. Uh, great offseason for them. Um, I'm, I'm agreeing with you on pretty much everything. Uh, Luis Castillo really broke out and uh, pitched to his potential last year. Uh, his He uses his changeup a lot, and it's one he might have the best changeup in baseball. That's really effective. And obviously, he has a heater that approaches 100. Um, but I remember when he came up, he was just a thrower last year. Like, he really learned how to pitch and really came into his own. Uh, Sonny Gray, good for them last year. Trevor Bauer, um, very solid three. And then yeah. four, four and five, he's Clefani Miley. He's good four and fives. Uh, and then bullpen, bullpen looks good. Uh, Raziel Iglesias, closer. Um, Amir Garrett, Michael Lorenzen, added Pedro Strope. Uh, bullpen, I would say... I would give their bullpen grade maybe like average. Um, and then uh, just going off what you said in the lineup, a lot of power uh, in that really small ballpark. They should just be yeah, it's a like crazy. Great hitters ballpark, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. that's all I that's all I really have to say for them. Uh, Mustak- getting Mustakas on a multi-year deal is huge for them. And then they, and they still have uh, young guys like Nick Senzel came up last year. Uh, Kind of, it's kind of weird. He was their big prospect. He kind of seems like he not getting buried, but like kind of maybe coming off the bench or something is the option for him this year. Uh, but yeah, I I, I see a, a huge improvement uh, with this Reds team. Uh, definitely enough uh, to compete for the division. Yeah, should be one of the most competitive divisions in baseball, the NL Central. That is. All right. So we'll move on to the West here. We'll go to the AL West. Um, obviously, probably got a uh, top three team in baseball. And then, um, you know, after that, we, we've got the Athletics, who won 97 games last year, made the playoffs. Um, then we've got three teams that, you know, they, they go under 500, but the Angels are always obviously always interesting. Um, what do you guys think here? Um, uh, I'll get it started off. Uh... Should I go division winner? Yeah, what's yes. for the NL Central? I don't know why we went uh, backwards, but uh, yeah, yeah. Who do you have uh, winning? Okay, so sadly, I have the Astros winning. Uh, I'm sure uh, everybody, you know, you guys and everybody that will listen to this hates the Astros. Uh, if you don't hate the Astros, then I hate you, I guess. But. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Astros, uh, additions to the Astros this offseason. New GM, James Click, manager, Dusty Baker. 
and departures, uh, GM Jeff Lunau and manager AJ Hintz. Obviously, that was from their cheating scandal. And their big departure was Garrett Cole, of course. Uh, also lost Will Harris, Colin McHugh, uh, Hector Rundone, and Jake Marisnik. Um, the Astros still boast one of the best lineups in the major leagues. That's no denying that. Uh, you know, Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, MVP candidate, uh, Alex Bregman last year, and AL Rookie of the Year, Jordan Alvarez, Yoli Gurriel, George Springer, Michael Brantley, and Josh Reddick making up the outfield. Uh, it's just it's a top lineup, and they hit home runs. They score in every way. Um, they get on pace. They hit home runs. Um, as for the rotation, uh, obviously took a hit with Cole's departure. Uh, but it's led by veteran Justin Verlander. Uh, also features veteran Zach Granke, both uh, both in their age 37 seasons, I believe. Uh, yep. Lance McCullers Jr. Uh, will be returning from Tommy John, I believe, this year. He missed all of 2019. Um, and then along also uh, Jose Yacuti, uh make up that rotation. I'm not completely sure who the fifth starter is, but... That's still a good rotation. Uh, they still, Astros still have good pitching. And then they have a top bullpen. Um, Roberto Osuna as the closer. Ryan Presley, who was just unbelievable last year. Joe Smith, Chris Davinsky, and Brad Peacock. Um, I expect the Astros to be good. Um, and I don't think, I don't think we covered uh, who benefits the most from this season. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't think we mentioned that, but I had the my my two teams with most to benefit. One was the Yankees because they're getting Judge and Stanton, and they're. Yeah. But the other was the Astros, just for the just just for the sheer fact that no fans. Um, and True. Yeah. COVID situation has kind of. Uh, I think some of the Astros hate has lost momentum or has been like a slightly forgotten about. Uh, It'll probably be rekindled when the season starts, but I think they've definitely they're definitely going to benefit from not getting uh, completely harassed by opposing teams fans. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it for the Astros. I had them at uh, thirty five wins. Um. Okay. So I don't have the Astros winning the division. Good. I hope you're right. Um. There, I have them at 35 wins um in second so they obviously lose cole and wade miley um now outside of verlander and granke their rotation is largely unproven lance mccullers uh urquiddy jose urquiddy austin pruitt um verlander's great and granke's a good pitcher too but I mean, if they – if Granke in particular shows decline, I mean, if he pitches like a 37-year-old pitcher, I mean, we're looking at – we're looking at a similar to like Phillies rotation. Um, I don't want to label it as that, but their pitching I don't think is – is not – like when you think of the Astros, especially last year with Verlander, Cole, Granke, it's not that anymore. Um and then offensively, uh, see, like looking at this lineup, and as you said too, like it's just so stacked. But like, 
I don't want to, I don't know how much, like, I don't know. Are these players really as good as we think they are with the whole, with the whole scandal and everything? Like that is one of the most exciting storylines for the season. Sorry to interrupt. (laughs) Like their, their whole, I was trying to find their home and away splits. I mean, I think it's known that their home and away splits are pretty significant. But like last year, I don't know if you want to go back even farther, but I, last year they were 60 and 22, six, excuse me, 60 and 21 at home and then 47 and 34 on the road. Right. So like if they're theoretically, they're playing under the same circumstances of their away splits, you know, they don't have anything going on. So they could regress to that. Um, I mean, these players are talented, but they're playing without what they've been playing with. And I am interested to see how much they're going to be impacted by the pressure of the media. Cause as temp said, um, they kind of, the media went away and the Astros uh, talking about the Astros and all that, that went away, but now that baseball is back, that's definitely going to be, they're going to be talking about it again and all that, you know, now that baseball's back, how much are going to be like, going to be impacted by that pressure. And then also, just straight up having to play clean baseball. Um, that's kind of – I mean, again, 35 wins is good for this season. Uh, but I don't have them – I have them not winning their division. However, I mean, they do – they're going to be playing motivated because, you know, doubters like me, they want to prove themselves as, like, actually good baseball players. So, um, I'll – my – what are you going to say? No, I was going to say, who do you have them? Yeah, so my winner is the A's at 35 wins tied, but I had just had them finishing ahead of them. Um, I like the A's. They have great pitching, um, in my opinion. I really like Frankie Montas. He only played half a season last year because he was suspended. They got Montas. I mean, I know before he he had, a, like, a 2-7, 2 ERA halfway through the season. Um they got Mike Fire, Sean Manaya, and Jesus Lazardo. I like that rotation. Um, they have a very, very strong top half of offensively. Um, Matt Chapman is, I think, one of the more most underrated players. They got Matt Chapman, um, Matt Olson, Marcus Simeon, and Raymond Raymond Ramon Laureano. I just like that offense a lot, and I think that they could kind of build off of last season uh, getting into the postseason as a stepping stone into, uh, I don't know. I like their, uh, their small payroll philosophy as a Pirates fan. Um, yeah, they're like everything that we want the Pirates to be. Like it's like, right. Like, yeah. Scenario. So what do you think, Temp, about the A's? So the A's, um, uh, how many wins did you say for them? Tie, tie with the Astros at 35, but winning the division. Okay, I have them at 34. All right, cool. Um, so, as usual, not a busy offseason. They signed Jake Dykeman, reliever, uh, lost Jerickson Profar, Profar, Blake Treenan, uh, Tanner Roark, and Homer Bailey. Uh, I agree with you, what you said about the rotation. I like it. Uh, you know, the rotation isn't star studded by any means, but uh, – Definitely above average. Um, uh, and then I'm not sure who their fifth starter is going to be, but, you know, Fires, Manea, Montas, and then Jesus Lazardo is a young guy to be the fourth. I'm not sure who the fifth is, but 
it's a pretty good rotation. I would, I would say above average. And then um, you could say the same for the bullpen, saying like it's not, not a star-studded pen uh, either. But I would argue that this is a top 10 bullpen. Uh, Liam Hendricks is the closer. Uh, Mero Petit, Jake Dykeman, and uh, Joachim Soria, who who's a veteran now but still effective. Um, that uh, good pitching, and then they definitely have a top ten lineup for sure. Um, you already went over that, but like Marcus Simeon, Matt Chapman, Matt Matt Olson, and Chris Davis, like. Uh, Chris, da- Chris Davis was widely regarded as the most underrated player in baseball until, like, everyone says he's underrated and he's not underrated anymore. Yeah. I would say that's um, – agree with you and say that's Matt Chapman now. Yeah. Um, and then also Matt Olson is criminally underrated. Right. So, yeah, I had them at, at 34 wins in second place to the Astros. Uh, and then um, – Pretty sure you would have the same third place as me too. So go ahead with that. I got the Angels. Yes. Do you agree? Yes, I agree. All right, cool. Um, so I got them at twenty nine wins. Um, what'd you say? How many? Thirty. Okay. Um, they have a very similar to the. Uh, A's kind of they have a very very strong top half of the lineup even a little better top half um led off probably by Tommy LaStella then they add uh Anthony Rendon and then the best player in baseball Mike Trout at third and then Shohei Otani back probably at DH spot at fourth um so I mean other than that 40-year-old Albert Pujols and Justin Upton's up there. Uh, Brian David, Goodwin. David Fletcher is a good hitter. He might be the leadoff guy, actually. Okay. Yeah, I have him down. Um, I don't know what projected line I'm looking at, but um, their offense is solid. Obviously, Rendon, Trout, Otani, it's great power and consistency. Um, their pitching is very, very bad. They bring in Julio Tehran from the Braves, which, I mean, I thought he was, like, a solid four. <laughs> I, they, I, I, they do – I mean, Otani's going to pitch, right? <laughs> like, I, if he is – I don't know if – I don't know. Other than Otani, like, Tehran, and then, like, they got guys like Andrew Heaney, Matt Andre, I don't know how to say his name, Dylan Bundy, and Patrick Sandoval, like that. Yeah, that, the pitching is. I don't even know if there's a worse word. I don't know. That's very bad. Yeah. So uh, obviously, can't say I can't say they had a bad off season. If you're gonna put another you know, right, next, yeah, next to Trout, uh, and then other acquisitions, Tehran and catcher Jason Castro. They lost Jack, uh, Zach Cozart, Cole Calhoun. Justin Bourne, Trevor Cahill, uh, and yeah, the rotation looks bad, bad as usual. Uh, but I think it could be bolstered by a healthy Shohei Otana and Griffin Canning. Uh, he was a, uh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if he's pitched for them yet, but he was a high prospect for them. And then yeah, the bullpen is a big question mark. Uh, they're 
closers, Hansel Robles. Uh, and then other than that, it's just uh, it's not looking good. I mean, it's always this way for the Angels. It's frustrating, uh, especially, you know, with the best player in baseball. I don't think there's really many – if you're a fan of baseball, I don't think there's many people that root against the Angels. I think most people root for Mike Trout and want to see yeah. – well, I want to see Mike Trout in the playoffs, but uh, you know, there's still it's still a long way away and way, long ways away, excuse me. But uh, and then you know, we've said anything could happen in this season, but I just don't see it. Like the the lineup is obviously their strong suit where they're gonna win their games. Trout, Rendon, and Otani. I mean, that, those three right there, are, it's as good as it gets. So you know, hopefully. Like I said, I always hope the Angels are good. I always hope they flirt with a playoff spot because you just want to see the best player in baseball playing in the playoffs. Right. Right. All right. So uh, we'll just do a quick word on the uh, the Rangers and the Mariners. If you guys have anything to say, um, anything to add for them to round out the uh, AL West. I want to just. I actually think the Rangers are a decent team. Um, I got them at twenty eight wins actually. Um, their offense, they got – I don't know. They're let off by – they got Shin Su Chu, I think. <laughs> uh, he's decent. Ellis Andrews is decent. Todd Frazier's decent. Danny Santana. Todd Frazier is not decent. I think he's decent. Sorry. Um, Danny Santana maybe a step above. I don't know. He's decent hitter. Todd I mean, Frazier's got to be really old. They're – Best, uh, their best offensive player is Joey Gallo, which under a full season last year, he had a pace of 51 homers, 114 RBIs. Um, however, a pace for 265 strikeouts, which first last year was Eugenio Suarez at 189. Mm. Um, that's just something to add. Willie Calhoun is good too, he had a pace of 41 homers, 94 RBIs. I, I do think they have a, like a solid rotation, Lance Lynn, Mike Miner, and a healthy Corey Kluber, Kyle Gibson, and then Jordan Lyles is their four and five. I, I just think that's – I don't know. I don't see them doing much, but that's a solid team. I have a 28 wins. Yeah. All right. Also, the Mariners suck. I have nothing to say about them. I don't know. Hey, the Mariners are just completely – like in apps, like they have nothing, they have nothing on the books, like they have no one signed long term, so it's just a full long rebuild for them. But Jack, I agree with you, what you said about the Rangers. Um, I, I mean, I think 28 wins is a little generous, but they, they were in, they were, uh, they were in the race at the All Star break last year. I remember, I mean, yeah. they off in the second half, but you know, their teams showed that you know they could play well. All right. All right, we'll move on to our final division here, um, and then the guys will give a quick, uh, you know, you know, playoff prediction, I guess. Um, then we'll end the show. So we'll start uh, with the NL West here. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, we obviously, the Dodgers are heavy favorites here, but I mean, there's some interesting teams behind them. You know, the Padres could be up and coming. What do you guys think? Yeah. Uh, let's. Um... So the Dodgers, we'll start with. Uh, I guess we don't need to talk too much about the Dodgers. Everyone knows they're great. They add Mookie Betts. Um, I think their projected line is going to go Betts, Muncy, Turner, Bellinger, Jock Peterson, A.J. Pollock, Corey Seager, Will Smith, Gavin Lux. Um, wow. 
they're uh yeah that's very good um temp remember i said i was saving a take for you today yeah let's hear it um 60 and 0 i think <laughs> cody bell no, no 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 i think cody bellinger's overrated oh i mean i i mean well i'm not gonna disagree with that well i'm gonna take it one step further okay um if you if you take out Cody Bellinger's April, oh yeah, I, he's he's, jo- I he's, he's Josh Bell. Take out his April, all right. I, I took out his April, and I just made, I just paced out his other months to make a full season. Cody Bellinger, thirty nine home runs. It's twenty eighteen. Sorry, Cody Bellinger, thirty nine home runs to Bell's thirty seven. Cody Bellinger's ninety three RBIs to Bell's one sixteen. Cody Bellinger's average drops to 273 to Bell's end with 277. Bellinger's April OPS was 1397. That's crazy. Um, after that, he didn't have an OPS. OPS was all in the 900s, and in September he was in the 800s. I think he's a good, like a great, good player, but I think that he just tailed off too much. And that's all. I think okay. So first of all, I think I think Bellinger's like career mark is about you know two eighty hitter, uh, nine hundred plus OPS guy with thirty home runs. Well, it depends if the ball's chasing on my court. We'll see. Uh, but I, I so I'm gonna disagree with your comparison there, just because like you could take Josh Bell's May out last year. I was also thinking that after I did all that. Same thing. But, oh well. But um, no, I mean I. I I definitely see where you're coming from, and like his, like Bellinger's, Bellinger was just unbelievable in that month. Like, would you stick yeah. to 100 OPS or something? But yeah. I, I still don't think. And then the rest of the way, like he was tailing off, but I still don't think that that really diminishes the season. Like, he still hit what 47 home runs, uh, for 100 RBIs, over 300 average, and I think. I think he may have led the NL in war last year. I think he had like a nah, let me look. He had a 9.1 war last year. So, I mean, there that's a fantastic season. I, you know, maybe we never, most likely we never see him reach those totals again, if we're being like completely honest. And, yeah, so if, if you're saying he's overrated because of last year, I would agree with that. I should have taken a different player, not Josh. I should have taken a more consistent player, but that was just Bell's stat line is just the one that I had in my yeah. like I knew off the top of my head. So that's why I threw him in there. But yeah. Breaking news: the Blue Jays cannot play in Toronto. The Canadian government denies Blue Jays approval to play in Toronto. Oh boy. I was gonna say that because I, I mean I I was thinking about that because the blue isn't the border like isn't there like a travel ban between the U.S. and Canada? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess. I didn't they, know how that was gonna work. Good. I guess the NHL's okay because they're just staying up there. It's all in Canada, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think it's just a matter of crossing the border. Yeah, right. Yeah, interesting. Who knows where they'll play, but they'll figure out. I guess. I guess we can just. I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about like? I don't know. We, I am at thirty nine yeah. wins. Dodgers. I, how many? Sorry. Thirty nine. I'm at thirty eight. Okay. Wow. All right. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think we really need to go over it. There, they are. They're loaded. Exactly. All right. Who, who Rotation, you guys have great bullpen, great lineup. Who do you guys have in second? 
I think we could disagree. I got the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I have the, I got the Friars, the Padres. Okay. Uh, how we'll we'll go Padres first. I am at thirty wins in in uh, in second. I mean in third. Sorry. I'm at thirty-two in second. Okay. So we're not. Yeah. Not that far off. Yeah, we're not very far off, but um, they. But they had a they had a young team last year with a lot of they still I still think they have the best uh, prospect pool in the majors. But and then you saw a few of those guys come up last year, like Chris Paddock, pitcher who should be there. He's their ace now and should be their their ace of the future. Uh, obviously, Fernando Tatis Jr. had a very good season. Um, I think their rotation is okay. I think it's definitely a little shaky. They add Zach Davies uh, from the Brewers, uh, Danielson, Lamette, Garrett Richards, uh, and uh, Jonathan Lucchesi. Definitely butchered that name. Uh, but it's an okay rotation. Uh, but the bullpen, the bullpen's another story. I think the bullpen's very good. Uh, yeah. Kirk Yates is the closer. They acquired Emilio Bagan from the Rays. Uh, Drew Pomeranz back there is a long – Long reliever, mid reliever, he's okay. Craig Stamen, uh, and then uh, Andres Munoz, uh, he will be setup guy, I guess. But he is like a 20 year old who throws 102, so that's always good to have in the bullpen. And then they're they they have a good lineup too as well. Um, you know, Osborne Machado, Tatis Jr. added Tommy Pham, uh, added Trent Grissom from. Uh, Milwaukee. So, I mean, I like the, I mean, they're, they're, I think the, the Padres are just getting better every year. Um, I don't really think like they can take that next step forward this year because they're just locked by the Dodgers. But I think they'll be in the running for a wild card spot. Uh, I like what you said. Um, we're not too far off on our win totals here. I guess I was at, I mean, I, I love Chris Paddock in 26 starts as a rookie. Um, he put up a FIP in the threes, ERA of 3.33, Ks per nine close to 10, and a whip of 0.98. Very good. Um, again, Zach Davies is a solid two, and then the rest of their rotation, I think, probably respectable three through five, like decent. I don't know. Um, and then the bullpen's like fantastic, as you said. So I guess that's really all. I don't have much else to add on them. Yeah. All right, let's uh, talk about the Diamondbacks for a quick minute here. Uh, what do you guys – Jack has them in second. Yes. Uh, what, do you, what do you guys think about them? So, I have them at second, 32 wins. Um, Third with 31. Okay, so we're also pretty close there. Um, I think their top two pitchers and Robbie Ray and Luke Weaver, like that's solid. And uh, I know you may disagree on Bumgarner. Uh like last year, he still put up decent numbers. His whip was one one and two hundred plus Ks. Um, I mean, they, they don't even. I don't think they need him to be like the ace he was because he's not that anymore. But I think he's a solid like third pitcher, third second pitcher. Um, Zach Gallen, another guy they got into the rotation. He started fifteen games last year and put up a two eight ERA. I think that's a very solid top four pitchers they got. Um, and then offensively, uh, they got both the Martes, Mar- Starling Marte, um, 
very solid. He's got power, and he can hit for average and get on base too. Um, Cattell Marte, I think, led the NL on average last year, at least for most of the season. Uh, him and uh, McNeil were up there. Uh, Eduardo Escobar, they have put up 118 RBIs last year. And then David Peralta didn't play full season, but paces out to a 93 RBI 2019. Um, those four guys offensively, that's very solid. I like this p- rotation a lot. That's why I have them at second at 32 wins. Okay, so I have them uh, 31, like I said, so just about 500. Um, yeah, they, I like what they did in the offseason. They got, they got Baumgartner, which good, it's still a good pickup for them. You know, you said uh, he's not his former self. He's not the World Series playoff dominating self anymore, but, you know, still good. Um, I don't think Robbie Ray is is that good. Um Luke Weaver, I think Luke Weaver was hurt for part of last year. I think he's back. Uh, and then, like you said, Zach Callen definitely, definitely had great numbers last year in his uh, short, shortened season, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the bullpen, you have Archie Bradley as a closer. Uh, he's good. And then besides that, I'm very, very hesitant to, to call this call this group like any good. Um, don't go the bullpen. And then. I think uh, I agree with Seth with, with the lineup. Uh, good lineup. They can score in different ways, um, and you know, adding Marte to that is is huge. Uh, you know, he'll be a key contributor for them. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't see them competing for a wild card spot. Like they'll be in the running, but I I, I just don't see it. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna miss play, seeing Starling Marte. Wish he was still a pirate. Um. All right. Any word on the Giants and Rockies? Uh, uh, not much. <laughs> uh, I guess Rockies. I have them at twenty-seven wins. Um, Arenado and Charlie Blackman are great. Um, that's a great duo they got. Blackman is on the IL. Am I not mistaken? Am I a mistake? He, he had COVID, I believe. Okay, so he'll probably be back. Um, those two are very good, followed by Trevor's or they got um yeah Story and David Dahl. I mean that's a solid four hitters they got there, but their pitching is so rough. Like Kyle Freeman, John Gray, German Herman Marquez. I may have butchered that. They're okay, uh, but outside of that, it's rough, and I just think. As they were last year, they're going to be limited by their pitching. It's tough to pitch there. I mean, it's such a hitter's park with the bulk in, in that with their air and all that in Colorado. But um, I don't know. That's I don't really have much to say about the Rockies. That's about it. Um, I think the I think the Rockies have a. I had them at twenty nine wins. Um, okay. I think I mean they're kind of like a Diamondbacks to me. Uh, I think. Well, Kyle Freeland's only uh, a year removed from an excellent 2018. He was really bad in 2019. Uh, interesting to see if he rebounds or not. Sean Gray has always been just an average middle rotation guy. Your man Marquez uh, is good. I guess. Yes. Yes, I can call him the ace. Uh, I don't know, but and then the bullpen. The bullpen. You got Wade Davis, the closer, uh, and then Scott Oberg, setup man. And then other than that, not really uh, anything notable to 
to talk about there. Uh, and then you hit it on there. Yeah, their their main their main big hitters, Arenado and Blackman and Trevor Story. Uh, David Dahl was pretty decent for them last year. Uh, but yeah, I don't see anything crazy out of the Rockets this year. And then Giants, all I really have to say is Buster Posey talked about. Yeah, I, I'm, I am going to the Giants. I'm going to show some love to 37-year-old Hunter Pence. Um, in 2019, he played 83 games. He's an all-star. Put up a 9-10 OPS and then paced out for 35 home runs, 115 RBIs. Average, hover 300, on-base percentage, I think over 360. I mean, that's uh, – he. I know he played, like, in, like, the Dominican or in Mexico or something, and then he just to come – and he came back. I don't know. Full story. But that's it. Nothing about the Giants. I had them at 20 wins. I think that – yeah, 20 wins. All right. Not much going on in San Francisco. All right. So that's going to conclude all our divisions. Um, last couple of minutes of the show here, we're just going to just give – your playoffs i guess say you don't even have yeah, to yeah i was just going to i was going to give uh, each can give like our seeds 1 through 5 and then we'll just give a pl- our world series like what our world series pick is like we don't have to go like round by round but just right. 1 through 5 for each um and then the world series so i mean my in the nl i got one dodgers two braves three reds four mets and then five i got the diamondbacks squeaking in Wait, did you just do NL? NL, yeah. Okay, uh, number one, Dodgers, two, Nats, three, Cubs, four, Braves, five, Mets. Okay. Got three of the same. And then AL, I got one, Yankees, two, A's, three, White Sox, four, Astros, and then five, Rays. I have Yankees first, uh, Astros second, Twins third. Rays fourth and A's fifth. <laughs> Would that be the same as last year? I love – was that the same? That is the same as last year. I mean, I, th- I think the Astros were one. But, yeah, other than that, I think it's the same. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Well, darn. Uh, yeah, just, I, love, I love the A's and Rays just sliding in that card spot right there. Spending nothing all, spending nothing, and just, you know, winning 95-plus ni- games and getting a wild card. I mean, they lose, but they may, I guess. <laughs> What's um World Series pick? What do you what do you think? Uh, I I gotta before I start, I have to apologize for my World Series picks because it's just so just so uninteresting and like I just don't like it at all. NL Dodgers, AL Yankees. I mean that's the I just can't pick any. I can't really pick out a team right now that I can see beating those teams. So. Um, that's, I mean, yeah, that's probably what's going to happen if I'm being honest, but, uh, my pick, I got the Yankees. I picked the Mets though. Um, Yankees Mets a New York world series. Oh, um, that'd be crazy. Uh, I mean the Mets pitching, I think like come October, that would be know, so that fun. Ro- that rotation that the Mets got can really dominate. Their offense would have to step up considerably for this to happen, but I mean, the Mets rotation can uh, – that's – they're legit. And I don't know. That would be exciting. That would be really cool to watch. Yeah. All right. Um, 
All right. Wow. Well, this is a long episode, but a lot of good information, a lot of good takes. We had a couple disagreements in there, I think, with the AL Central and a little bit in the NL Central. I think the NL East as well. So, um, yeah, good stuff, guys. Thanks for all your work and your notes and whatnot. And baseball is going to be in five days, so we're right around the corner. Yeah, pumped. We're going to watch every single Pirate game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Temp. Um, we'll see you uh, for the hockey show very yeah. shortly. Yeah, I always love coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Hogline Podcast and follow us and subscribe to us on all the platforms. And uh, we'll see you next time, folks. See you.